Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Mage the Awakening Chronicle into the West. This is episode 44, Weary Travelers Home Again. Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20, the Onyx Path, and viewers like you. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you for following, subscribing, doing all that fun stuff. Um, you know, make sure that you get the videos when they come out or, you know, when we go live. And of course, a special shout out to our patrons who support us monetarily. Adele, Al, Alexander, Alsrit, hashtag be nice to Jules, Bernie, Buck, Chris, Clara, Doggo DeLune, Avil, Funzo Surali, George, Indeterminate Phallus. Yes. Jake from State Farm, <laughs> James, Jenny, John, John, Josh, Catfeathers, Klaus, Crazyman1772, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Mozart D Minor, Nerozard, Noba, Other Guy, Harry, Fug, Porter, Puppeteer, Raging on a Sunday, Riafio, Ryan, Sears of the Buttocks, Shane, Shaksara, <laughs> Taryn, Thomas, Vortex, Who Wolves, and Zoltan. Uh, thank you all very much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, no clap. But, yeah, we had claps. Clap. They were claps. They were definitely claps. Because y'all didn't clap. Uh, I <laughs> And chat clapped. Okay. We appreciate it. Uh, and I refreshed like a while ago, Noctel. So. Hey, happy pride. Exactly. Find next step. Yep. Happy pride to everybody in and out of the closet. Um... Where do we leave off? Like, exactly. Because I remember everybody, we were hanging out, Victorian place. Awkward breakfast? Yeah. Awkward yeah, breakfast. I think it was breakfast. The end of awkward yeah. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We left yeah, off cause... with the request for recompense through right. gifts or information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which uh, I believe we actually had. Yeah, it was like the talking about I want a way to see and meet with my mentor again. And she mentioned, yeah. yes, that is something that can be arranged. Uh, so here we are going to have kind of a a short time skip. Uh, just mm-hmm. that way we don't uh, go over all of this uh, step by step. Uh, mm-hmm. And just talking with all of you already, got things kind of prearranged. Um, and over the next couple days, you are guests at days uh, yeah um, well the appearance of days right You're out of time mm. yes sure that doesn't matter to you don't want to be here <laughs> right. yeah, just to, to put a spin on it if we're here for a couple days then Theo's like we're prisoners yeah. Uh, well, yeah. how and, much subjective and, time are we spending in this person's soul right uh, and that's that's the thing that we will uh, get into uh, here uh because uh, we can kind of flavor this. Uh, but yeah, it is going to be mm-hmm. a couple days of which uh, Miss Remington and Rilla are having. There's the, this initial conversation um, that was held behind closed doors. And then there's further conversation after breakfast. Uh, and they're basically secluded away for the rest of that day talking. Mm-hmm. Um, then Miss Remington you know, comes out, Rilla comes out. Uh, Rilla has uh, this kind of thousand yard stare. Uh, mm. She's open to discussion about it, which for anyone who does ask, I'll just outright tell you, is she's being 
grilled about her about her life um, mm. and her history and from her perspective what the big inflection points right of her life were what changed her what directed her in mm. which ways uh, things like that and then a lot of her as she says it sitting quietly while Miss Remington pokes and prods and looks at her soul um, she wow. definitely has a kind of um, uh, a tiredness to her that kind of suggests like a lot of examination where she's mm-hmm. just there you know, uh, to, to pull on the, the medical thing it's like sitting in an MRI no you're not actually doing anything in the MRI but it does take it out of you um, and because of that, she's just she's tired. Um, she's eating and stuff like that. Uh, but she also seems to be, while she's worn out, she seems to be getting something out of these conversations mm-hmm. with Miss Remington. And uh, there's a kind of back and forth through that first day. Um, after that first day, Miss um, Remington seems to disappear. Um, nobody's able to locate mm-hmm. her. The servants are you know, providing, you know, food, more baths, uh, linens are changed, uh, and you have a Victorian house more or less to yourselves with extra planar doorways to other places. At no point does she tell you you can't leave. Um, The difficulty of leaving is kind of its own thing. And as I mentioned, there are definitely doorways that you could walk through. Nothing seems to close them or lock them. Um, but when she returns that first night, um, she leaves a, well, not leaves, she presents to uh, Legba, since that's mm-hmm. kind of where we left off, we'll pick up with a cane. It's just a simple, um, oh, my brain just completely fried. What's the fairly pale wood? Is it ash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's an ash like cane. Yeah, uh, with a large, um, like, Rottweiler head for the cane um, that looks and has a kind of, uh, I think it's like a bluish tint to to the metal. Um, mm. I believe I'm double checking. Yeah, I had all this time. I could have just looked all this stuff up ahead. Um. Oh yeah, it's not particularly l- lustrous, and it's just a dull black, mm. gray. Um, which, through your investigations, everybody can figure out. Okay, this is perfected iron. This is steel. Um, just something's happened to it. Um. Mm. Uh, it is also a soul stone. Um, Wonderful. Right. Um, there's some other things to it that, you know, will require investigation further. Um, the, uh, the next like hour or so, uh, you all have dinner, there's time to talk and Rilla and Jules have a quiet little conversation in a, a small sitting room. Um, and it, seems to be rather helpful for the both of them. Um, Mm -hmm. They both have some conversations about past alternate lives. 
um, a little bit more of what Isabel was attempting to get along to Jules um, about, hey, that other life doesn't matter. And uh, I think mm -hmm. there's probably a conversation afterwards with Jules and Isabel about that of like, OK, I get it. Yeah, I think I've come to grips with that. And that's not me, even though, <sighs> you know, I could awake to pandemonium again. It doesn't necessarily mean this Jules will turn out to be that same nasty ghost. Uh, the following day, um, actually, that first day, probably the very first day is when um, Giza picked out her various books, the ones that for whatever reason she was drawn to. Um, and Miss Remington looks over all of them, notably one rather large grimoire and then a few other like, I don't know, I don't imagine they're full grimoires, but like scrolls, like old school Dead Sea Scroll kind of things um, that were just kind of, I imagine for Giza, almost plucked at random off of a shelf or something like that. Uh, I really like the idea of the legacy being like a spool of thread. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah, cool. like maybe even uh, like cool. uh, woven with little knots into it. And so it's like, no, no, you would never actually use this spool of thread for actual cloth weaving because it's got all these weird knots but they're in patterns and semblance when you start of, studying it you it's like wait yeah. a second i love that that's that's so good uh so yeah i would also think it'd be cool if if you had to sew like if it guided you there was some magical aspect i'm not trying to dictate what happens just mentioning something that I, uh, occurred mm -hmm. to me when you brought up the thread is if you're sewing with the thread it leads to you creating some supernal symbols that uh, that give you the information. Yeah, just something I was that, that occurred Makes to me. Makes me think of like a fucking left hand Coraline path. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> please. Black is no. traditional. <laughs> please, please, no doll eyes. Thank you very I'm much. Your other mother. <laughs> Button eyes. Yeah. And just stitching on the buttons. <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, and then some uh, some other little grimoires and books. That I imagine for her probably even just no, these are books I like. They don't even probably register to her as grimoires until maybe later. Um, I feel like she's also grabbing some of the the fiction a little to the left, right? Mm -hmm. It's like versions of this book from other timelines. Mm -hmm. Any of those she recognizes, she's taking. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure because considering how much how many books she's read, it's like these, 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 and. Miss Remington looks at like some of the fiction, like from her personal library, and she goes, "These, yeah, okay." There's like, a, there's like a, there's definitely like a weird version of Gulliver's Travels, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, What's an abyssal Lilliputian? What does that look like? Oh. <laughs> well, well. Okay. They're not even they're not even abyssal. They're just just books from you know just a little tweaked uh, alternate universe. Uh, but uh that night um everybody sleeps does their normal routine um and in the morning uh which i guess yeah i guess so it's probably only been one full day of you all staying mm -hmm. here um in the morning miss remington who, by the way who does not appear to have a bedroom or any need oh, to yeah. sleep or anything like that mm -hmm. um at the uh kitchen table or dining room table actually um 
there is this old, worn, slightly rusted uh, blue lantern Mm. and a big gnarled can't be anything but a staff Um, gnarled and twisted up. um, But upon anybody's inspection, it's like, hang on, this doesn't come from a tree. This looks like a big tree Mm. branch, but it's far more uh, gnarled and twisted. And Mm. it looks more like a rose bush uh, to the point that at the end of it Mm. are, and it does have some fairly gnarly little thorns along the the branch um, Mm. or staff itself. And then, yeah, there are a couple currently growing uh, rose uh, blossoms for lack of better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Rose blossoms um, out the top. And uh, she kind of push sets the lantern, I guess, where, you know, the previous day uh, Theodosia had been sitting and then the, you know, uh, staff is propped up next to uh, Isabel's place. Uh, also to the side of all that, just somewhere in here, uh, Rilla also receives a rather large book that is mm. bound between two heavy metal, like gold and marble uh, uh, plates. Mm-hmm. Um, took me a second there, Chris, but now I get the heavy metal reference. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, thin, thin marble and gold pressing together a few pages, not a few pages, quite a, quite a large. Sorry, I'm making can motions over here. Fairly thick book, a tome, right? Um, and Jules is given what appears to be a camera. Whoa. Not a modern camera, but ye oldie. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. like, yeah. yeah, very. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Uh, say it again one more time, Craig, so I can make sure. Ten type. Ten type. Yeah. Where they actually take the, the lens off the camera and then put it back on. Yeah. Capture their images. Pretty cool. I just had a moment where I was like, hang on, this is the thing I'm thinking of. Yes, okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be all kinds of images of us with no smiles. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It just depends. Um, But yes, um, and uh, yeah, it it looks ornate and well put together. Um, It is also made of ash um, and some very nice shiny brass. Um, Mm, And it looks like somebody took... Uh, a contemporary, a modern air quotes there, uh, camera, but then, mm-hmm. you know, bougied it up uh, with, mm. you know, nice woods and little embellishment, really nice shiny brass, stuff like that, and sets that uh, in front of Jules. And uh, she kind of leans back, very, like, satisfied with herself. Mm-hmm. And nods to all of you sitting around eating or not eating um, and says there I do not and like looking right at Theo uh, I do not believe this makes us even in any way but these are gifts that I think you all will appreciate and learn from Um, some of them are dangerous uh, 
but you are all capable of taking care of yourselves and discovering these things. And I would not, uh, and w with a smirk that sounds like she's quoting something back to one of you, but mm -hmm. none of you have that alternate universe and says, I imagine you will figure it out on your own. Um, and, uh, mm. Rilla, you know, is like, already starting to look through and she doesn't look too surprised at the tome itself. Um, and Jules definitely is curious about his camera. So it doesn't look like he expected it, but, um, and so she says, so I thank you all for the services that you provided me in alternate lives. I hope that when I'm gone, you Continue your lives together as a coven. I'm glad I was able to bring you all together to support Rilla. And, um, yeah, I believe that's enough. I need something else from you. Hmm. I need an eclipse. Yes. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and she kind of... Well, yeah, actually, she's like, that's fine. I can arrange that. Uh, soon, I suspect. Yeah. Okay, very well. And, like, there's a, there's a very... Archmage wizard, <laughs> I'm gonna meddle with some shit again. Um, grin on her face, but then she kind of nods and says, I can return you back to the shadow outside Fort Leon. Heads nod, she says, Fabulous, you know, stands up, like last bite of toast or something like that and makes the way out to the garden where the horses are like have been you know especially Isabel would have definitely like let them be you know uh, unharnessed and stuff like that well they usually keep their harness on oh yeah uh, not attached to the wagon uh, <laughs> and uh, bottles off and yeah exactly that let them let them rest and uh you all you know quickly get everybody back together and she you know makes a motion and that very similar shadowed iris opens forth again uh and similar to before for uh for legba cannot see through it uh and she kind of stands next to it very in our modern terms you know very very stewardess. Thanks. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Thanks for flying. Bye-bye. That's pretty funny. But yeah, she stands, uh, you know, kind of leaning on that cane. And it's very much, um, you can't stay here. You don't have to go home. But yeah, done. Um, and very clearly, whatever she needed from Rilla, she got. Yeah. Um, and Rilla carrying this tome, which, you know, when you guys help her pack it in the wagon, has, like, some weight to it. Mm -hmm. um, 
and Rilla Rilla has a has a very cat who got the canary kind of expression um, mm-hmm. and, and looks like she won something here. So this is the most Obrimos book I've ever seen. <laughs> Highly Obrimos. Yep. And uh, yeah. So everybody and the iris disappears after we're all through it. Mm-hmm. Um, notably, thank you for uh, kicking me in the pants and getting us moving again. Um, as you all step out of the iris, you have a definite, like, strong sense of deja vu, specifically because you literally just left here. Down mm. to the point of Isabel, because I know you were aware of it, can see the third Rilla disappearing again. Whoa. So dropping you off basically seconds behind when you all left. Uh, not adjacent to yourselves, uh, not literally that same spot, but up there uh, where it can, you can see Uderzaz still moving guns back into Fort Leon. Man. So. Rude gesture in the direction of where the portal was. Right. (laughs) It's just so just like thrown away. She fucked with all of our lives and now we're done. And Rilla. We're back together again without her directing us. Rilla says, by her perspective, um, she doesn't know that we will continue to exist after she leaves. So, no, as far as she is concerned, yeah, we are done. So, um, yeah, this this may be these next couple hours may be our last um, and this entire existence falls apart. But my rudimentary... And she kind of nods towards Arachne because this is your shit, right? My understanding of time is simply that she will be gone from this time. But, you know, and she's like, she's got a pocket watch out and that she's started and she's watching. She's like, you know, yeah. the next next couple hours, it might all be gone. So, you know. And that I'm basically just going to go into like time site and start trying to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, no futures, right? We still have futures. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, with fate, you can look. Yeah, there's futures ahead. Um, there is uh, probably the tail end of some kind of time magic on you. Uh, or not necessarily time magic, but the effects of being out of your timeline up until, mm, you know, yeah. now when you've caught back up to when you left. Uh, so your personal timelines have, you know, gained a couple days compared to the real world but yeah I imagine for the time age that feels feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I feel like there's this kind of swimming upstream kind of feel for a minute before you get back in the swing of things personally I'm pretty conflicted about this whole thing the hubris involved in manipulating people's lives for personal gain really rubs me the wrong way at the core of my being. 
but by the same token, we have all gained from this experience. Some of us more than others, uh, Rilla says, like with a big grin. <laughs> She's she has been sitting now that all right, the, you gotta yeah gotta start talking because Bill, what is it? I made her write down her. Not like literally action by action, but this is her story. The mm-hmm. things she has done, the 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 magic that she has cast. This is. Wait a minute. You have all of it. I mean, it's and she 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 smiles. She's like, don't get too excited. This is this is a mundane tome. This is just uh, a history. Yes, but this is her history. The things that she has done across multiple lives. Um, and while I think for her, it doesn't matter. But and she looks over at Arachne. I wonder if in studying this, we can see things that may come, if not necessarily the events themselves, but the shadows of them. And the the twins of them or and she motions at your fiction, right? And the slightly off events of them such that we may uh, avert catastrophe or or something. I don't know. I've I just only barely started to, to look through it. But Did she talk about like world events that she was involved in? As you can imagine, the uh, the narrative is a bit Destroyed. narrow. Self-centered. <laughs> Self-centered is appropriate. But the things that she was involved in or there's a couple things here where she mentions these things were happening and that affected her. So she did this. So there's there's some things to glean from there. There's also some some maybe uh, occult and magical knowledge that we can get from seeing what she did. But I'm and yeah, she's just absolutely giddy to have a thing to study and pull from. But there's some other things I discovered about myself or other self. Um, regardless, it was hmm. a little... What about uh, the other other one? I don't know. Uh, and she makes a look over to where right. the other one They're had gone. Right. And says there, there are others and I don't know... If we will see them, I don't know if they are following her mm. or what, but, um, well, I mean, if I seem to, uh, age suddenly, uh, up or down, I guess, or have a change of clothes on the day that you've seen me, um, just, you know, uh, give me a close inspection i guess i'll be ready to shoot you at a moment's notice heard thank you isabel um yeah so that that's also a thing she didn't does she know about them yes but she also seems to think that they're fragments they're not real they're not her they're not me i'm I don't know. I'll, I'll admit I'm kind of curious to beat them, especially if and like she pulls out the little note that Isabel had given her. And it's like they're watching and writing in the book. And so they were they were here or they were now. Um, 
it's starting to hurt my head. But um, yes, I'm going to keep an eye out for them. And obviously, uh, more pairs of eyes would always help. So do it again. Okay. As like there's a little lull in the conversation, Jules <laughs> speaks up and uh, kind of leans over to Isabel and says, um, not anything we want to do now, but when we're back on the other side of the gauntlet and kind of looks from you to Ganem and says, I'd like to get a picture of um, the two of you together. Because he holds up the camera and gives it like a little shake. Yeah, she like... <laughs> She'll try and figure out what it is a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think... But- I think this will record like them. The biggest surprise for me was compared to the real of the I know how completely devoid of compassion she was. So detached from her actions, her impact, she just didn't care. I wonder how much of that comes with the power. If you are effectively a god, what are ants? Yeah, Rilla nods. Says there's there's still some compassion. There's some care, but and kind of nods at Arachne and Gisela and says, "Yeah, that's that's kind of her perspective. She has a broader view, from what I could gather." Um, so individual lives matter a little less. It's more about worlds and countries and the supernal itself and avoiding the notice of exarchs and her, her, her worldview, her perspective is just so skewed now that individual people are pawns. Individual mages, um, are treated the way we might treat sleepers just can't tell them everything can't show them things uh, and what they can be can see may appear as impossible and it's just impossible to converse the same way if the price of the golden road is your humanity I don't know that I want to walk it I don't know that you would lose your humanity I think one thing we should remember is that she brought us into the place that is easiest for her to disguise important things about herself. She had complete control. And if we were truly in some essentialized version of her soul, how could we really be sure that what she shared with us gives us any true indication of who she is and how she feels? Rilla nods and says, uh, I did notice a very distinct lack of her daemon or anything like that mm. while we were visiting. So while that may have been within her soul, I don't think it's quite her Oniros. I feel like it's a, you know, a safe place for her where, and to your point, uh, Baba Sarah, I don't think that all archmages are like that 
but I think one to um, scramble. Yeah, I bet some are worse. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, what was yeah that, that's that's also true. But I think those who manage to scramble their lives around multiple times to awaken to multiple paths, there was definitely something. I don't want to say wrong or evil, but just not right. Mm. I, I think the the pentacle. Nope, no pentacle. The David order would have called them called her left handed. Not necessarily for dealing with the abyss, but for manipulating and. I don't know. She kind of like shivers at the like the idea of reliving her life over and over. Uh, not exactly high on her list of things to do. I have a question for you. Hmm? Consider this a possibility. Just just a question. Hypothetical. Imagine that you had crossed a threshold wherein your power exceeded the bounds you ever thought it could. And you got to a point where you realized that you could use that power to achieve something, perhaps for good, that you never thought you could. Some goal, save some person's life, get to the point where you could connect to the very fabric of the universe in a meaningful way. And it required you to experiment with timelines or make some drastic choices for someone else, some people who aren't even there. Wouldn't you be persuaded to do it? I don't know. It is something that, I mean, it's hypotheticals, but for the right thing, for the right life to save, the right lives to save. I don't intend to judge Miss Remington for her actions, but if uh, if I had gleaned a altruistic grand design from her plans, I might be more charitable, but it did seem for everything she showed me. Self-centered, self-seeking, self-serving. Then, uh, Cloak nods and says, Sometimes we show people versions of ourselves to protect that which we think is vulnerable. She nods. It's like, that's, that's fair. I guess we should head home now, Jewel says. Well, to the fort. <laughs> oh, right. <Yeah. laughs> like, looks back no, into the wagon of this. stuff. It means we have to leave. We should go away from the fort before we come out. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is fairly simple for you all to do. Uh, it takes a little bit to actually find the actual 
pathway down the hill because yeah, mm-hmm. this place is very steep on its edges, but it's fairly easy to find a way there. And then uh, with Isabel, you just have an ability to cross the gauntlet. The third level spell, yeah. yeah. Cool. Or weaving mm-hmm. to make an iris. Or open an iris. Yeah, just reaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just takes some time to do it as a ritual. And... Yep. Um, <clears throat> make sure everything is tidy and magical things are stowed away. I also just that. realized we're in the shadow and you're holding mm-hmm. this staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yes, while everybody else is having this conversation and you are going through your ritual, um, there is a lingering something in the staff uh, where it was not visible for anybody when, well, I guess if spirit sight was on um, for anybody else seeing this uh, now in the shadow, there is clearly something inside of the staff. Uh, considering you are in the shadow, one can very easily surmise that it is a spirit. Um, I don't know aesthetically what it might look like. Um, and Chris, feel free to join me in the narrative here um, of what it might yeah. look like. I don't yeah, paint us a word picture. So, I think it is a in this form. I mean, Isabel spends a little bit of time looking it over, like while everyone's talking and while they're leaving and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then, especially once they step into the shadow, get a better idea of it, and there is some effect that has essentially contained a spirit within this item. Mm. It's imprisoned? In a way. I mean, a spirit could, it seems like a spirit could willingly want this. Um, is this like the Asame? Hmm? No. Similar, but no. Um, but as far as how it looks, I'm imagining that it's very much just like stretched and like almost like secured mm. inside of it, like mm-hmm. with with magic like little bits of um almost like wrapped around some of the thorns of the staff mm-hmm. um and it's just this sort of viscous red pool of energy uh in this form i imagine that were it to not be in this it would have more um of a expanded color palette and shape mm. yeah that's fair um Hmm. Can you talk to it? Good mm-hmm. question. Do we want to establish if you can talk to it? No, you cannot. Okay. Uh, I can know what it is, though. Correct. Yep, absolutely. Uh, which I will read. 
Does it have feelings? Uh, probably. It's like, it's like sleepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it has to be sleeping when it's put in. So that's yeah. that's that's been my kind of idea. It's basically in a coma. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it is not a caged animal growling at the bars. It is something. Mm-hmm. It was locked away, mm-hmm. resting, and it got sort of put in there moved yeah and it never wakes up uh depends on how good how how well behaved people are with the staff but yeah the uh, the spirit inside is called snagging thorns red with blood so Ooh, just just to put it out there whether yeah. or not you want to let it out that's that's a conversation you need to determine for yourself oh yeah but yeah, uh, yeah. I guess because you would be able to figure out its influence and numina, which is no spirit, right? Yeah. So for everybody else, it's got uh, it's currently five of twenty essence, and uh, gives access to influence three plants, mm-hmm. and the blast, awe, dement, and regenerate numina. The other one in parentheses is not covered by the potency, in case you're wondering, Chris. Oh, I see. That's just what it has, but yeah. So yeah, it's stashed away there. And so long as it doesn't get uh, 14 essence, it'll stay there. And it only generates essence when hanging around things of resonance to it, which that's something Chris, you and I will want to figure out exactly. For sure. Because I don't think I don't think we want it to be just plants. (laughs) You can bleed off essence if you need to, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. You can just yank it out. Yep. It's just definitely one of those things one does not want to just leave around where it can leave slowly, it in the corner. Yeah, leave it in the corner, forget about it. Uh, just after a couple days, uh, and then it's uh, then it can is pop it set out. free mm-hmm. if it gets enough. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. Essentially, if it wakes up, it can escape the fetish. If it gets enough essence equal to its corpus. Um, which is a fun thing because corpus is, you know, just its health, which is based on, uh, its resistance and its size. So it's like, well, if I make it a bigger thing, then it needs more essence to wake up. But that also means that when it does get out, it's a bigger thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and it, it is, it, it has some other stuff, uh, tied into it as well. But yeah, the big thing is here in the shadow, it's got this mm-hmm. after, uh, you've described it, Chris. I realize, yeah, it's like this carnage symbiote around the staff, um, and it's like, oh, That's okay, cool. Gnem. I was picturing it like on, like inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it's true. Right? Like, like it doesn't quite touch the surface, but it's like wriggling slowly inside of the staff. Yeah, because the staff is also alive, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Is it, it is a it is a living rosebush shape. Rosebush. Wow. Cool. Is it sustained by the spirit inside? We'll say yes. Because no. <laughs> okay. it's uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah, it's it's magic. Like a simple effect, yep. right? Uh, considering um, its influence, cool. yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fair. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the shadowed iris opens. Uh, everybody comes through and you all find yourselves in uh, 
the mid-morning of, uh, I can't remember what day it is. And, uh... Neither can we. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, except two of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be, let's see, not the 14th. Let's see, I want the... Take me to the calendar. 14th. Uh, so it is the 16th. So that's a Tuesday. When you all emerge from the sh- yeah, I know it's all they all start to blend together. I know that's that's, that's too real. Um, step from the shadowed iris out into effectively the the prairie space. Um, Fort Leone is a ways away. If anybody happened to be looking, they may see something, but it's it's a ways away that you know somebody would have to be looking closely and. Then it's, you know, a trick of the eye kind of thing. Right. And you guys head into Fort Leon. Um, is there anything anybody plans to actually do in Fort Leon other than our mercantile stuff? Uh, Legba wanted to try and strengthen a relationship mm-hmm. with um, the people at the fort. You know, we mentioned before is, oh, yeah, we have these folks nearby and it's better if they think of you in a non-negative light. Right. If anything happens. I mean, I so, like that yeah. Ties in with the, hey, we. Yeah, the, the trading. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. definitely don't have here. We're happy to trade mm-hmm. for. And yeah, totally. A reminder that we're over here. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't forget Look about us. What, yeah. What we can provide. That's true. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He and just that, wants to try and reinforce positive impressions, specifically with the idea that this could be a long-lasting, right. mutually satisfying relationship. Gotcha. Yeah. So right. think of it less than just a transactional mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. In, interaction between us. Yeah. Uh, especially because, I mean, there's been trade up to Fort Leon before, but right. it's mm-hmm. usually been people from Purgatory Bluff coming up with silver um yeah and buying things and then leaving and now it's like well hey look we have uh you know yarn and and, yeah you know these little small industries especially because hey if it's right here there's no pan for coming down from new york city um or anything like that so okay but yeah no that's that's that is a good point yeah so there's basically the majority of the day is spent Mm -hmm. um and then uh, you all head out. Uh, oh, yes. One one question. Is there a graveyard or graves nearby? Oh, yeah. It's a fort. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll just spend some time checking and hanging with the, the guardian there and stuff. That's great. Hang on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we can't just pass over that. So. <laughs> Yo, what up? What up? Haps? So, just, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, 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 thanks for letting us into the fort. Where's your <laughs> graveyard? Right. Yeah. Uh, outside of the hey. fort, fortunately, but... Um, hey, so ghost. Can I call you ghosty? Um, for for uh, for Theo, is it just like going out and... Because there are obviously a few ghosts here, but you just basically make a beeline and with a little bit of death mage sight just talk with the guardian and then you know and you know looking for anchors and stuff because that's going to tell me if there's more ghosts than what i can actually see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. just get a feel for the place gotcha okay 
uh, we'll, we'll mark that down as done because uh, okay. I have no idea. Uh, but it is definitely a larger graveyard than the one in Purgatory Bluff. Um, and there's quite a few more ghosts uh, here as well than you would uh, than in Purgatory Bluff. If you consider the fact that there's quite a few soldiers buried here and stuff like that. So there's a little bit more uh, tumult and, you know, violence tied here. So there's some ghosts with some some leftover stuff as opposed to mm. Purgatory Bluff, who, for most part, people die from sickness and old age rather than and uh, one murder. There is the well, yes, only yes. the one. Uh, uh, but cool. Um, I think we will take a quick break real quick. I'm going to refresh my coffee. When we come back, the coven returns to Purgatory Bluff. Um, after two weeks away. Uh, so, oh, man. Twitch folks, uh, back in a sec. YouTube guy. Wait, no, the other way around. YouTube guys, back in a second. Twitch folks, go touch some grass, do some jump jacks, something like that. All right. So you all finish your mercantile dealings and not necessarily glad handing because that has like some political thing to it. But, you know, just being visible, talking about, yeah, we're from Purgatory Bluff. Um, there's definitely some curiosity about cloak, obviously, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, free black man and based on because actually this one thing I've been meaning to bring up has cloak changed his attire a little bit from the same stuff that the, everybody else in the cult wears, where it's just kind of minor practical stuff, or has he started, especially over that year gap and all start to wear more obviously a cult voodoo kind of stuff, or is it a little more subtle than that? Definitely the latter. Okay. Well, I guess you, you just offer three options. <laughs> <clears throat> the second of the three options. Gotcha. Yeah. He has adopted. Um, yeah. Overtly he ceremonial attire. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that'll be awesome. Oh, time skip new art. Oh my god! Sorry. Anyways, um, so yes, uh, there's definitely Got some ideas, some some eyes on everybody. Um, you know, it's just a, a curious group of people. Um, Isabel has guns. Um, yeah. You know, it's just you know, it's just it's an interesting mix. And of course, they're down from Purgatory Bluff, that weird for everybody in the town. Well, the fort seems to think of it as a mine. It's like, wait, hang on, you have farmers down there? You know, we didn't know, you know, we didn't know that you were there, really. Some or rich rather, British man has a silver mine. Right, exactly. And it's like, and you know, oh, it's like, actually grown out. Town. Mm -hmm. We have a we have a school. We have two churches. Um, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. So very very stuff for a town with a hundred people. Right. Got some black folk and a woman for a sheriff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh very progressive very progressive um and uh yeah so there's just some conversation and introducing and going from there are people here to buy things to people learn the name of ungun cloak and sheriff mm -hmm. isabel and you know <clears throat> uh you know the widow stokes Things like that. Uh, I imagine very specifically for Gisela. Gisela has contacts here that 
you there's a face to that name uh or some of this and anastasio knows a guy who's you know you guys are you know giving coffee and you know has you know good conversation you're like oh yeah no this is one of anastasio's buddies yep talk a mile a minute uh super Mm -hmm. charming which Uh, cousin are you married to right exactly that exactly that um and i love it uh you all leave with uh i'm not going to assume high spirits but there's a definite like hey the journey is over and it's heading home Mm -hmm. both the journal is over and completed and there are rewards to that there's the actual mercantile job that's also completed and the wagon is i almost said empty but no you probably bought stuff here too um and can return and there's an actual road well that's a strong term but there's this path um and wagon ruts and stuff like that that you can follow through um and it's another day or two of travel during which we, mm-hmm. oh, i was gonna ask uh cloak if you could make it faster because we've technically been gone longer than the whole trip should have taken you're you're just shy, you're you're just shy of that and the delayed a little bit mm-hmm. right uh yeah because all told they you know it's it's traveling in the old west there's definitely going to be some stuff and then that storm came through because oh, yeah, that storm could, definitely hit purgatory keys. bluff and fort leone yeah um so yeah there may be some time of let's get our story straight and of course using magic to help things move along is totally Mm -hmm. fine but you're not like so far out from your schedule that people are going to be worried well okay let's be honest your parents were worried the moment you left but yeah every everybody's like they're fine there's a big group of them right uh yeah that's what i was worried about mm -hmm. coming back and then being like where have you been right like well yeah not there yet six years have passed Trust me, the thought had occurred to me. Maneuver. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even going to give him a choice of the time skip. Time skips happen anyway. Exactly <laughs> that. Um, Can't uh, do anything about it, Archmage. Woo-hoo. I did actually think about that. It's like, if they piss off the Archmage, maybe I'll just jump them forward a decade and have them yep. explain themselves. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. but Deal no. with that. Um, but this is a chance as you all are journeying back. You know, things are a little bit... Um, yeah, there's no there's a little less tension. Uh, the horses are like, wait, this is the second day in a row where bullshit hasn't happened. Um, you know, so um, but also a chance for everybody to kind of examine and look at uh, some of their gifts and start to try and figure out what they are. Uh, notably, after leaving Fort Leone, uh, Jules is like, can I finally take a picture with you in the flute, please, real quick? Um, mm. And uh, <clears throat> once the picture is, is taken, um, he pulls out um, the film after, you mm. know, and it there is no developing in this. It is mm. just done, um, which is by itself unusual. The big like immediate hmm that's interesting it is in color Ganem is visible whoa okay it's like a camera obscura and the wolf is visible oh shit shit. Uh, there are other uh, think of uh, the um, 
kind of holographic like trading cards and stuff like that when you tilt the film you are effectively able to see a couple different uh frequencies of twilight and supernal symbols uh mm. within it um and so yes uh yes magic polaroid um and like jules has that one picture and then like hands that if over also to isabel the future you'd call that a fatal frame wouldn't you we we, eh, we we ain't bringing that game in here. Uh-uh. <laughs> Heck with that game. Um, I played that once for like 30 minutes. So I was done. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he, he gives that picture to, to Isabel, just to have. Uh, but then he, you know, like riding on the horse is like holding this thing, has the reins in the other hand. It's like, this is his baby. This is like, he's like, there's so many things I can do with this. Um, and then he realized he's like, I need to be very careful with this because if sleepers find it or I take uh, photographs of things that don't want to be seen. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's having the realization of like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, this could be dangerous uh, kind of thing. Yes, it uh, it literally the wolf. At this point now, people can see the wolf, because yeah, you well, have you haven't summoned it. It hadn't. I'd summoned it off on my own. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. So, do we know about the wolf? I don't know that we know about the wolf. Uh, yes, because Men- Isabel asked about. Do you yeah. guys see a big wolf? Okay. Uh, what are you talking right. about? That was before the first time skip. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, he's there every now and then. It just follows you. Mm-hmm. A little less now than before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am curious to speak with him again now that we have completed this journey. I have uh, some ideas of why I might have been interesting to him. Hmm. But yeah. Um, notably sees... Uh, the spirits, uh, I guess you wouldn't see any ghosts. Um, the staff, when the camera is, uh, the film is tilted to see Ganem, the staff has that kind of red tint to it and stuff like that. So he's like, okay, this it, it is absolutely useless for understanding what the thing is. Uh, notably, there is a prime spell, Camera Obscure, that lets you study mysteries. Right. This does not let you do this. This is literally mundane recording of images. Um, also, I know we're a little we're a little off canon, but Camera Obscura is described in the canon mm-hmm. as a free council wrote. So, mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. If, Jules may be the one... Well, not Jules, but you yeah. all might be the one to invent it. But we, yeah. We could. Yeah. Um, just mentioning, you know, <clears throat> oh, probably yeah. not something we would find very easily. Mm-hmm. But it is cool if we uh, researched it, you know, right. Uh, but yeah, it does not provide the the rote that enables you to study mysteries. Uh, mm-hmm. So but yeah. it will just mundanely photograph them. Mm-hmm. Uh, notably, his, uh, you know, with all the conversation, he mentions that he was studying spirits, which mm-hmm. for Miss Remington was like, oh, that's interesting because um, he was mass egos, you know, Um <clears throat> 
And so she's like, yeah, I can, yeah, something to, to put into your book. And so, yeah, now he's going to start to try and document all the different things that he summons. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's a cool thing. Also, <clears throat> plot hook and problems for Isabel's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> really got to keep it locked down. Yep. Um, well, speaking of that moniker, mm-hmm. um, she does speak with him on the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, to essentially set the set the tone that once they are back and settled, she's going to have Legba's help to um go and set to rights her home. Okay. If you need a hand, if you um, need a camera. <laughs> you'd be welcome, provided I can keep you safe. I've been meaning Rilla and I discussed some things that she or actually Baba Sarah might be able to do. And he holds up the, the coach gun, right? And he's like, that mm. might help a lot for dealing with. Well, and then, you know, the picture. Well, specifically with what we're facing. And my estate. Uh, I'm sure there's something I can do for it, too. Actually, it, I'm not talking to you about fighting, Jules. Oh. Oh? I told you before that my only reservation of being with you was that I might still technically be married. But I wouldn't be after this. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jules is, Jules is great with books, folks. Um, it's not written down. You didn't write it down. Write it down, please. Yeah. You know how I work. Just big flashing signs in front of his face. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you? Is this a roundabout? Are you asking me to ask you to marry me? <laughs> like, I feel like Isabel would be more direct than that. But... She like flicks him on the forehead. She's like, I'm asking you to take a hint. <laughs> okay yeah no um yeah um and like i imagine they're having this conversation out on like the horses yeah, yeah, yeah. and like sure. there, there's there's the flick and like the the peanut gallery back here is like mm, i don't know what he said he probably deserved it uh, <laughs> um uh yeah no uh, yes um um I do know what you mean. Right. Is this now that you told me explicitly? Right. Uh, is this should I should I ask now or like? Oh, okay. okay yeah. And it's like and immediately like his. You can see his. He's got the thousand yard. Is like okay. I've got to plan this out now. Uh, she knows it's coming. So do I try and surprise her? Or just. Uh, and then she like, you know, after teasing him for a moment, like reaches over and like grabs his hand. And, like rides with him for a few moments. Right. Aww. It's like just, it'll be lovely. Yeah, I got a plan. I got a plan. I don't know. So sweet. 
Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm on it. I got this. I got. I, I know what I can do. Um, uh, of note, um, while they're running forward, and especially because the the other four of you are back, and you know, only need one person, you know, riding the wagon. Um, mm. at the, yeah, we're all kind of leaning forward watching, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, it's like, oh, they're just holding mm. the hands now. Okay. Mm. Um, but notably, um, just without necessarily uh, dragging it out because it's not necessarily interesting um, to well, rather, it's not going to surprise anybody about your items. Um, obviously, there's a little bit more going on with the thorny branch um, than than beats the eye. But um, yeah, so the the spooky lantern, for lack of a better term, the blue lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I imagine. Well, actually, no, she didn't tell you how to turn it on. Uh, that still requires word of command. Um, but that's a prime one spell that you can snap your fingers and do. Um, yep. Do you, as you are dis- exploring it, do you actually light it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so, you know, uh, Giesler, Rilla's, you know, at the helm of the, the wagon. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden from out of the land, uh, out of the back of the wagon, this, pale blue glow starts to just exude over everything uh of note it does not cast shadows um it just causes blue light everything it's in my head and craig feel free to correct me because this is kind of your thing too here it's more like um dnd's fairy fire right it just kind of limbs everything uh with this kind of blue kind of glow force ghost kind of thing um, and so it doesn't cause shadows, so it like goes around objects. Mm-hmm. Yep. Weird. Uh, oh yeah. Weird. So like like the light sort of is a physical thing that's on and around. Mm-hmm. Okay. But notably, that's just what the light does. Yeah. What uh, do we see in the light? For uh, yeah, for Ash, um, you get big, like death, mage sight off off of that. And everybody kind of, you know, does the immediate look around, look around. Oh, I don't know what it does. Craig, Theo goes, oh, oh, everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> you can tell people what Theo knows or um, not. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, basically it's an open anchor. Huh. So any ghost can use it as an anchor. Whoa. So she can, the idea was to use this to help goes resolve whatever's binding them here and then get yeah. them resolved. Very cool. Um, so that, that, so she doesn't have to spend spells or anything like that. The light comes from, um, she's got to spend mana to light it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when there's mana in it, the lantern, then the lantern lights up. So that uh, just has some, um, some effects that so she can do with spells and stuff, but with the lantern is cool. Yeah. And that um, spell specifically can't do just yet, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So when you turn it on, really do cool. ghosts come to it? Mm-mm. No, because they would still have to travel to it, which is, you know, where if they, they were will potentially be. Then... Right. Yeah, I was thinking like a nearby ghost, a new anchor pops up, and then they go to see why. I don't know how ghosts would feel about 
a new anchor so much as it works for them. There is mechanics for this in Geist. Interesting. So that's something we um, may discuss. But yeah. Geist, yeah, ghosts can essentially attune to an anchor that has open possibilities like this. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the big, my mental picture for it is, of course, Theodosia going over to the graveyard, being like, hey, you want to go for a walk? And just walking along and Purgatory Bluff is going to very quickly learn, listen, if you see the shadowy figure with a blue lantern, just stay in that. Just stay inside. You're going to see things you don't want to see. Uh, something may be going on now. It doesn't make them materialize or anything like that. So they could just be sitting in twilight, but it does allow her to escort them to places, people, stuff like that. There's some potential breaking points there, but I mean, it's mage. That's half the fun. Um, and then also has uh, two spells uh, baked into it that she can already cast. Um, so it doesn't really matter, but it is handy for anybody else who needs to use it. Um, and yeah. Uh, and then Legba's cane, in case anybody couldn't mm -hmm. read between the lines, obviously has the Siderite head and the soul stone, yeah. but then it has a persistent effect and then a contingent effect. Persistent effect, which uh, I imagine... <laughs> Legba figured it out real quick once he held it and was like, oh, everything uh, now it is just um, because it's something we'll have to figure out with persistent effect. Uh, but at least for now, it has mm -hmm. quite a large radius. Um, it is it is about a warehouse size. Now, if it oh, turns great. right, if it turns off and then we have mm -hmm. to turn it back on, we'll have to figure out exactly how spell factors work in that case because that's something i was looking over yeah. um but and then it has the contingent effect of speak with beasts but of course that still requires you to roll so it's your gnosis which is not bad plus life mm -hmm. um and then you've got but it does have all three of them and i think i did this for everybody's it's got the full reach uh vibe of advanced scale advanced duration advanced potency and then for speak Sweet. with beasts can yeah. speak with all species um, oh, cool. Now, that was something I was going to talk with you. I was like, I don't care yeah. if it does do that. But at the same time, it makes sense for Legbas to specifically just be dogs. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it's just he likes dogs, mm -hmm. right? Like it could be. And also with this incarnation of Legba, mm -hmm. right? He doesn't have to play. He doesn't have to cleave perfectly right. to mm -hmm. the representation in real Vodou, right? right? And notably, so it's, it's okay if he talks to other animals. Right, and so. Cloak has already established that Cloak likes horses, too. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he likes them a lot. Yep. So, yeah. Um, oh, that's... Yeah, that's right. So, as we're walking back, I imagine um, he's sitting uh, in the front a lot and talking to the horses. <laughs> Which, which I imagine maybe some some conversations of man I'm working right now like yeah. huffing puffing like can we talk <laughs> about this later uh, <laughs> but you know yeah, especially at like the breaks you know you guys stop for lunch and it's like okay mm -hmm. you know it's like where, where's the itch at right there right yeah. there okay yeah I got it yeah. I got it scratch so I have a question so what did you think about everything that happened man I just want to go home I'm so done with this are you salty like I've been talking to you for two years and you finally now decide to answer me now here's the question does cloak speak in horse or does cloak speak in English 
or French. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. What language is he speaking? Hmm. And would universal language work on the horses? Um. Uh, no. So, yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, um, he's going to speak in the manner that he thinks would make them most comfortable. So if um, producing a horse utterance is going to increase their comfort, he's going to produce a horse utterance. Gotcha. Yeah. But I imagine, though, the horse is like, OK, no, you got to stop. This is weird. Just, just speak. <laughs> just speak like a normal human. Yeah. So whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. he wants. Right? Like, <laughs> whatever they want. Yeah. I don't know the genders and sexes of the horses. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, like, I appreciate that. Oh, is it weird to talk to horses? And he just says nay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Get out. Yeah. Oh, Lord. You know I'm here uh, for it. Yeah. I, man, I love the end, the tail end of an arc when everyone's like, all right, <laughs> we're, we're done being serious for a little bit. We can, we can get some of these jokes out. Um, huh. And uh, yes, and it is a, a soul stone, which right now. Um, yeah. Well, it is just a Gnosis one soul stone, so it doesn't have that yeah. the perks of having higher, but. You do yeah. know that it is tied to your mentor, Still, so plus two Yantra bonus instead of plus three. So I mean, right. it's not a huge difference. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that is. I feel like holding it has that mm-hmm. like there's that connection, you know, that that familiar feel um, oh, to yeah. it. You know, the the you know not quite the mentor is right there, but at the same time, it is, and so that's that's a fun little thing that you know. We'll, be able to discuss and discover, especially because depending mm-hmm. on how how risky you want to get with it, uh, yeah, bringing I know the mentor Merging out him with my own arrows. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just just hey, the cult. Some of them oh, know yeah. your mentor. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's some dissonance and quiescence that may cause some heartache for cloak, but well, depends upon what his fourth legacy attainment is. Do you now understand why I was suggesting that I might make oh, yeah. this? No, I do. Yeah. I do. Yep. All right, cool. Um, so because then people could actually, you know, see them, or they can engage Loa. Mm-hmm. Right? He can bring Voodoo really back to Purgatory Bluff. Well, not back to. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, right. sorry. <laughs> I mean, in his mind, he's like, "Hey, back to Les Enfants." Right? Yeah. I, that's what I mean mm-hmm. in the sense of. Hey, we're in Purgatory Bluff, and Hello, we had to leave find our traditions. Right. Yes, they can still find us. I like that. Now they're there. So, um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, that we covers. Hmm? We arrive at town. Yeah, arrive at town. Um, which there is some um, like, there's the normal hubbub of oh hey, there's somebody arriving to town, and then that jumps up a step when they're like oh. Hey, that's Isabel and Jules. And like, and word starts to spread. And, you know, it's, um, it's been a day or two of, uh, well, a couple days actually of, mm-hmm. you know, since leaving Fort Leon. Um, and, but yeah, people are rushing out. Anastasio obviously like beat feet out to, you know, see. And it's, you know, get out and, of my way. I need to see my. <laughs> yeah, Anastasia is like, "Oh, good, you're here, you're here," and like notes that Nen- you guys actually look pretty, pretty like clean. And th- you cleaned up real well in Fort Leon for being gone so long. <laughs> like your, your your clothes look freshly laundered, even and so, and into the wagon. 
so checking out his horses. Yeah. Um, looking over stuff and, you know, of course, other people, other uh, burgeoning entrepreneurs who had you know, given mm. you things to sell. And so you're paying them out in, um, you know, whatever coinage is appropriate or uh, more likely goods. Um, and so there's this whole like Christmas in actually is it July, June, um, you know, hand- sitting in the back. Handing out parcels to mm-hmm. everyone who comes yeah, by. Different stuff wrapped up, and yeah, a lot of people. Oh wow, you got two of them. That oh, that's so great. Uh, you know, different stuff like that. Um, for uh, Theo. Uh, well, yeah, I guess uh, Theo just has some of her own stuff that you know she can unpack and take down. Um, Catherine obviously and Valosia show up uh, as word starts to spread. Especially some boy goes running right out to the farm to, to let people know. And like, I imagine Gisela is in the back of the wagon, handing stuff out as Rilla is trying to guide the horse. And then Anastasio gets in there. It's like, okay, we're trying to get to the store. People get out of the way. Um, and, uh, but yeah, cause it's very unusual for stuff to be delivered this way, as opposed to down the river right. and things like that. And it's, it's never been so easy to do it, uh, you know, from the people, you know, usually they're having to pay to Anastasio right. to get stuff, stuff like that. Um, Isabel and Jules have nothing, so you guys can go off and do whatever. Um, and yeah, we can. Yep. Um, yeah, for all this, Gisela is just like playing it up and having a good time. And oh, sure, yeah. Leaning into this is this is my job. This is who I get to be, yep. and especially after. Several weeks now of being arachne nonstop um, and made shites on for all the time. It's like, hey, we can set that to the side now and be kind of mundane for a time. Say, pretty much from when we crossed over into the shadow or out of the shadow, mm-hmm. that was when Isabel just stopped being Petricor. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have, have some time back to yourselves. Um, but uh, as the wagon gets parked and more stuff starts to get unloaded, carried into the shop, and then other stuff getting passed out by Gisela, uh, of course, you know, conversation, you know, how was the trip? what you see? That storm? Um, and of course, you know, the, the news around town, which... Anastasio's in full gossip mode and, you know, talking about, you know, uh, who started courting who. And then there was a dance that you all missed, you know, outside the mm. church. And, you know, so-and-so was seen dancing with so-and-so and so-and-so. And yeah. Scandalous. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, not too, but yeah. Um, and just happy to, because Anastasio, I do not think is like a mean gossip, but Anastasio wants to know what everybody is doing. Yeah. Um, and just data is data dumping. And then there's uh, he makes comment of, you know, Ike coming to, you know, the dance and dancing with a couple people, which was kind of unusual. And then there's a, a conversational speed bump Anastasio hit, which is unusual um, because he's you know full speed and at talking about the end rights and he's, you know, kind of pauses and there's a little gear shift and um and kind of looks back up and says 
And Mrs. Enright is also not doing very well. So uh, keep her in your prayers. Uh, yes, of course. But um, that's good. Uh, hmm? Isabel excuses herself from Jewel. Jules and makes her way over to Anastasio. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe here's the tail end of that. Um, and like pulls up close to Anastasio. Um, Jules is going to come to talk to you soon because he's going to need to buy something from you. Yeah. Yeah. You should suggest that it be about, and she like pulls the <laughs> ring out of her size, and it'd be about this size. <laughs> and Asasio's like, <laughs> and like just like the the grab hand dance around a moment, and then like wait, <clears throat> nope, yep, 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 didn't hear a thing. <laughs> You understand by telling Anastasio this oh, yeah. that the okay. everyone's gonna yeah <laughs> yeah yep oh that, probably that is the plan <laughs> that is the plan yeah uh, I love that uh, I'm just loving the image of him as like the gossipy old lady on the front porch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep and you know combine that with the network of siblings cousins nephews nieces yeah no right. You need everybody in Purgatory Bluff to know something. Tell Anastasio. Um, he Purgat- he will absolutely keep um, some things uh, mm-hmm. under under his hat. He'll keep secrets to himself that'll make him more money. <laughs> there's that, <laughs> um, and also if like there's some like de- major detrimental secret, right. but if he's like, oh, so and so is going to propose to somebody else yeah no everybody can know that this that's is just fine. juicy that's, gossip yeah that that's that that's a good secret to share with everybody yeah is anyone talking about our missing mystery man <laughs> oh yeah that's probably a leg buffet mm-hmm. um up there um oh but anastasia gets back on his gossip roll and also mentions that while you were away we mm-hmm. had uh somebody arrive um, a lovely young lady. Uh, I guess she's um looking to. Well, right now she's working for Madame Robert, but I guess she has um some uh. Sorry, Drew's mind just went blank here. Ah, mm-hmm. some uh some understanding of um herbology and, and and tinctures and things of that mm. nature so she's she's looking to get something like that started up tonics and and hmm. the like an uh, apothecary would be useful yes that's the word i was looking for thank you ash yes an apothecary um so and i've been in conversation with her about getting supplies that are not locally sourced and things of that nature so um you and i will will have to discuss that uh later um and uh yeah uh of course describes the woman 100% Abigail Crow um right. and it's like ah and presumably she did not just like walk in and be like yeah Sheriff Isabel told me to no uh yeah right, what? Okay. <laughs> everybody okay. froze I'm sure it was on my end 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, she, she arrived according to Anastasia arrived and she has, um, a little cart. Um, he calls it a cute little cart in comparison to Theodosia's wonderful wagon. Um, but, uh, you know, so she apparently, uh, the town that she was working in before collapsed, um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, the, you know, the, the work ran out. And so the town collapsed kind of thing. Uh, so she she came around through here and saw us and thinks uh, she she said she has a good feeling about the town. So I I mean I don't know. It's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't we all have that feeling? I sure do, especially after this. You know, he's looking at the wagon and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's any other gossip. We can at least pause there. Sorry, say that again, Craig. Rakamon Minas? Who? Or the Diamond Order spy. Oh, oh, Egrock. No, no. Yeah. No, she, yeah, she, she, uh, from all your interactions and stuff like that, she's never, like, tried to interact with you all in kind of sleeper personas. Like the one when she Mm -hmm. jumped uh jumped isabel nope gisela it was you know in the cover of darkness in a cloak and stuff like that she tries to keep the sleeper personas from interacting with you all you all blend the stuff at which she has complained about multiple times probably to gisela um Mm -hmm. about how you should keep these lives separate and you're like (laughs) i mean it's safer but also it's a very small town right exactly that um while you know, she isn't doing anything. Isabel does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, uh, like, notably, Cloak is not necessarily openly magical, right. but he's uh, o- overtly a cult. Overtly a cult, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and so there's, uh, and the fact that your coven have connections to each other, both on the mundane and magical side is, is the bigger complaint for her. Uh, it's like anybody who's anybody could figure out that it's all of you working together. If they are also mages, um, that's been kind of her thing. Uh, but she's stuck up that way anyways. Right. Uh, I don't think that would strike Isabel as a concern. It's more of protecting the sleepers from, from you overlap and stuff like that. Yep. That she would, Concerned about. Um. And, oh yeah. So, um, where is Cloak headed? By the way, do you head up to meet up with the cult? Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. And then, uh, Craig, after Theo gets her stuff, um, where are you headed? Just back to just while all the unloading is going on. She's like, you know, keeping an eye on this guy. <laughs> just like, time now. Yeah. Knowing Ms. Rilla, it's going to show up at the most inconvenient time. Yeah, Ms. Remington um, definitely did not tell you when. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as soon as that's on, head on. Okay. Um, cool. So, yeah, we'll have we'll jump over to uh, Cloak, who I imagine mm-hmm. the cult and any of them who had a shopping list or stuff to trade probably channeled and ran that through you. Um, yeah, so you sense. probably have like a rucksack of some knickknacks and small things. And, um, that sounds good little curiosities and yeah, head up that way. And yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shane is gone or not Shane, Samuel, 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 mm-hmm. uh, Samuel Dawson, Samuel Dawson. That's right. Um, uh, is definitely gone. 
um, mm-hmm. and Samuel Shane Bauer Dawson. Right. <laughs> Um, this is nickname now and but yeah uh otherwise you know they're they're fairly chill because you haven't had a con uh conversation with them since oh yeah no didn't you take him oh okay um yeah. and there hasn't been more than that uh but yeah they're happy to see you there's some convert you know the the friendliness of hey you've been gone for a while kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and um oh my gosh mambo Etoile. Etoile. Uh, Voodoo, Voodoo Gandalf has returned to town and the Hobbits are all <laughs> happy to see him. Right. Um, and sort of half Voodoo Gandalf, half, you know, uh, Lego um, Builders Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's definitely not Leg but the White. Okay. No. <laughs> I was going to say, Gandalf not, the Black not, felt a little bit too not, much on the nose. Not but... the character <laughs> But yeah, so they're happy, of course, to uh, to see you return um, mm-hmm. some conversation. Of course, you know, you know, uh, how was the trip? And I'm trying to remember, did you let them know that there was a um, an occult ver- uh, reason for you to go on this journey? Or was it just, no, I'm going with them to the fort? I think I told um, at least Mambo Etoile mm-hmm. that... Um, I and I'll be walking with Legba, right? right. Okay, that, that's that's what I thought. I I, I, I yeah. felt like I could remember there was something there. So yeah, um, she's you know like after you know things are passed out and you know there's the conversation and uh, you know there's the the polite. I'm going to pull you know cloak away to to speak with well Legba to speak with uh, for a minute and you know. You know I think starts with how was the journey and the walk. Many thresholds. Good. Crossed. Yes. Good. Good. I. He looks at her earnestly. My mentor. I've found I've found him again. That's good. And she's yeah. thinking, of course, like of a memory or, you know, thought. Mm-hmm. But um, she notices the cane. Mm-hmm. She nods at that and says, oh, that's new. Uh, yes. and like, And she's trying to figure out, it's like, hang on, what what is happening to look yeah. cloak, right? And Where- he also remember he's wearing the hat mm-hmm. that, um, that I think Isabel shaped from the Laurel crown into oh, a hat yeah. shaped like, like, uh, yeah, so. definitely forgot about yeah the, the living, the living leaves and the, mm-hmm. the, the Laurel crown still. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Definitely, definitely forgot about that thing sitting in everybody's inventory. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, at, talking about things in inventory, I think Gisela has the uh, tiger's hide with the fate symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, just a little like patch of it. Right. Got to go put that up on your the, the ceiling. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, Mambo Twilight could probably notice that the son is gone from his his belt. Right. Oh, it's no yeah. longer hanging there. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, yeah, many thresholds I crossed. I found him. Uh, and he holds up the cane. 
says. And now he walks with me once again. That's good. That's good. And he might soon walk with you if you would have it. Feel like he still walks with me. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. You will see him walk in this world as he does in our minds. Oh. How does Voodoo feel about resurrection like that? Like what in in her head is undead, because I know Voodoo has zombies, but it's not the same. Yeah, I think um, there's an idea that you can connect to people after they're dead, mm -hmm. but it isn't exactly ancestor worship, right. right? That's not the focus so much. So there's like a healthy appreciation for that process. Um, I, I don't think there's a... Um, trying to remember what uh, what voodoo death rites are like. I, I wrote this down. I just don't remember off the top of my head right now. Sure. But yeah, um, in short, she's, there's, there's she's not like There's pissed. not like, a, a, I think, a morbid feeling about it. Definitely her feeling a little anxious about this particular experience. Mm -hmm. But I, I doubt that there is a... a a traditionally enforced right. orientation where she'd be squeamish about the notion of interacting with them again. Right. But yeah, definitely, definitely curious and, and mm -hmm. not necessarily unsettled, but unsure, I think is the, the proper term, but that makes sense to me. She doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about. Right. right. So cool. Uh, I also see, say, great um, to be able to deal with death, like things that having to deal with, you know, prejudice and, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> why do you, why do you think Closeman trying to be like, come on, Theo? Like we we're gonna have problems, but we gotta make sure that's water under the bridge as often as possible. <laughs> we're doing weird fair. stuff, people get uncomfortable. <laughs> Should be you do fair. weird thing, I do my weird thing. Let's just make sure we have at least each other to do that. Go ahead, Chris. To be fair. Spanish slash Mexican Catholicism has a lot of borrowed I don't want to say death cult stuff, mm -hmm. but like yeah. a lot of borrowed extended saints and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That focus more on those things yep. um, that stem from borrowed things from indigenous cultures as well. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a very... um vital aspect yeah it's just the, the protestant church that would be <laughs> weirded out by yeah yep quite true uh so uh leg bar cloak you know continues and says uh, the other thing i came back with is an understanding of the path i must walk to reach guinea and also A realization that we cannot just continue to rest in comfort the way we have. Yeah, she she kind of looks around the fairly sparse, you know, barracks, and I don't think that we live too uh, luxurious of a life. I don't think we're stuck to creature comforts. I don't mean it in terms of belongings or 
trinkets. I mean, think of how comfortable our lives are now compared to how they once were. And compared to how the lives are for slaves here. What would you have us do? I think that's a good pin right there because, yeah, <laughs> there's there's quite a bit. Yes, Greg? Yeah. Theo you know, wants to sort of skirt around. Did um, Catherine remember or know? She wants to see if there's any sort of effect of yeah. Theo cool. visiting her heroes. Yep. Yeah. Because no, awesome. that's not coming out and saying it or anything like, yeah. so anything happened? Or, yeah, you know, yeah, no, that's exactly weird dreams. Yeah, that's exactly where we're headed. Um, So yeah, Valosia and Catherine meet you at the wagon, you know, gather up some things with you. Um, Rilla joins you, um, you know, gathering some things, which uh, notably her big gnarly tome is in a bag. (laughs) Um, And, you know, you've got this dinky lantern. She's like, oh, that'll be nice. That'll that'll be handy to have. Um, another lantern, always useful, and she's, but she's looking at it because it's dingy and you know, kind of beat up a little bit. And she's like, "Great, mm-hmm. yeah." Um, she's never going to see it again. <laughs> yep. Um, and notably, it doesn't have a wick in it, so mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta gotta get some wick and some oil. Until then, it's just useless. Um, Bea walks with you, and it, she seems quite like upbeat um, and not a. Uh, not like, oh, you're back or surprised or anything like that. She's she's fairly confident and comfortable. And, uh, you know, through your conversation, you know, like you were saying, yeah, no, she I had no concerns about you. She, you know, with your conversation. She's it's clear that she doesn't have a distinct knowledge of why she knew you were fine. She was just like, yeah, no, I just you know, woke one morning and, you know, I just like, oh, now she's fine. And I've been been kind of riding on that for the past few days. That's very cool. She, <laughs> Craig says that, I think, right? Yeah. Yes, no, Craig <laughs> says that. Yeah. So, uh, he was just sort of logging that away. But that is interesting. Uh, so not not like a we could communicate directly, but I could convey a feeling or that sort of thing. Yep. That's cool. Um, you know, walking along and I'm sure there's probably some trinket okay. or toy, you know, for Valosia, you oh, know, sure. who's, you know, quite ecstatic about, you know, that new thing, a new doll, perhaps um, that being That's too into gender stereotypes. That is the toy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you all continue down to the house. And I mean, as you... also a brief comment on gender stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. A doll is just a general term, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We mm-hmm. applied like a gender biased connotation later on, right? Like everyone plays with dolls, right? Over the course of human history. Oh, yeah. And everybody had little, well, Boys had soldier men and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, right? We didn't have plastic, right? So things were made of cloth and everything, true, you know, yeah. looked very similar, right? So playing with basically the same idea and then this divergence in how it was made and um, in enforcement. action figures versus Barbie. Yeah. yeah. 
various <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, to reinforce particular gender expectations happened later. So a more recent invention. Fair enough. Um, when just, hmm? sorry, that just made my brain jump to a prime spell mm-hmm. that a stick is a sword. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Pump it. Pump Oregon. it full of mana. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the thought of it and the the symbol that you view on it becomes more real. Yeah. Right. I that's like cool. That. Um, it's adventure time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as the the four of you, uh, you know, make their way down, Valosia talking, well, not talking. Uh, that, <laughs> bro. Uh, yeah. Um, Rilla. Talking I took care of it to, myself, mom. <laughs> uh, Rilla talking to uh, Valosia about you know what the fort was like, and you know the journey, and you know, the. Uh, you know, the storm, stuff like that. And kind of uh, a step or two behind you and Catherine, just letting you two kind of catch up and, you know, really kind of playing the big sister role. Um, and uh, it is when you, to borrow Legba's thing, when you cross mm-hmm. the threshold of your home, it starts to get dark outside. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Oh man. Nobody panic. Nobody panic. This is yeah. happening. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, I, I was kind of expecting this, so that right. that's mm-hmm. oh. okay. So um, as it starts to get dark, mm-hmm. um, I'll just uh, have a look at Volusia. Yep. Let's see if I can get it done this time. Uh, Gnosis and Prime. Or Gnosis and Death. Uh, technically, you can kind of use whatever you're... Yeah, and it, it was a Prime thing, though, as I recall, right? It had That's Prime sort of what... stuff. It, because at the end of the day, what Arcana you're using is going to reveal much of the same stuff. It's just in those particular symbols. Right. So, um, I just The reason she started the whole Prime... Mm-hmm. thing was because that sort of triggered off of it so i will give that a shot i'm throwing some willpower into that eh. okay what <laughs> i was gonna ask are you putting any mana into it to try and take m- multiple layers off not initially okay um yeah so six successes hang on let me go back to conca here and let's see st notes where do i where do I have this information saved about Valusia? It's been so long, I can't remember. Uh, entities. Bah, 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 bah. Oh. Okay, well, I can't find it, but um, that definitely clears. Uh, at least one layer of opacity because I don't think it was super high. I feel like it was like five. Um, so this at least clears that. Um, and similar to that little vision that you'd had of this Stygian angel, right? Holding mm-hmm. her finger to her lips. Um, you see that same uh, angel just kind of briefly 
in your not necessarily waking eyes, but in, in mage sight, standing with a hand on Valosia's shoulders and like looking down from her. And then as your mage sight kind of pierces through, you can see her looking up and like making eye contact with you. And just this like shake of her head of like warning. Um, mm. And then her hands come over Valosia's eyes. Um, now, nothing happens to Valosia. I'm just going to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's lying now. OK, right. Uh, I can speak again, but I'm blind. No, um, but it's definitely like this, this. This symbol, right? It's not even a full like supernal being, but the symbol here mm. is trying to send some message to you, trying to show you something, you know, very pantomime. It's the worst game of charades you've ever played. Um, and then well, the supernal don't think like we do, so right. that's totally mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, and then it fades. Uh, but notably, the, the one thing I will give you is that you definitely feel like something has shifted in your understanding that you pass through that locked opacity. There's more for you to dig into and look here. Um, but at the same time, because you've taken one turn, I think, uh, so three seconds to look at Valosia. And then, of course, everybody starts to react to the sun being blotted out of the sky. Um, and so there's some shouts of alarm and, you know, kind of curiosity up at the wagon. Um, everybody's been gathered around and nobody's gone very far because now, of course, everybody's all here together and talking. And then there's shouts and screams. The same thing when, you know, you're in a school and the lights go out and every kid has to shout because it got dark all of a sudden. Um, yeah. And yeah, just I feel like. Gisela and Rilla would be like trying to. Explain what was happening. Just that, no, no this happens sometimes, and it's really cool. Don't yeah. worry, God's not angry. Yeah. From his real is down at, um, uh, down mm. with Theo, and uh, walking with Valosha, oh, yeah. right? So Gisela's up here. I, I imagine Jules, actually, probably, too. Um, and, you know, I, I'm the I, science oh, man. When it, When is a good moment, I can make a brief interjection. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, for the most part, that's, uh, I, I think the kind of narrative thing is, you know, around the the general store. <laughs> Gisela and, and Jules are like, no, no, this is fine. And Jules is like, no, guys, this is my expertise. Remember when I came here a year ago and was studying? Now, let me explain. Uh, go ahead, though, uh, Ralph. Thank you. Um, have any of you seen an eclipse? Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. So, yeah, in 2017, I went up to Oregon nice. to, to see the eclipse. Right. So you could actually look at the full eclipse. And that was, of course, incredible. It's breathtaking. Oh, yeah. Right. The biological consequences are, are really interesting. Right. You see the behavioral changes. But the thing that I noticed um, as the eclipse was proceeding, right, because you only see that luminous ring um, for about two minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. But did, did, have you noticed that shadows get incredibly distinct? Really like, sharp. Oh, my God. Yes, really sharp. And that was really incredible to see that progression. So the reason I'm bringing this up now is I wish that Theo had an opportunity to play with the shadows. <laughs> I think Theo is busy right now. <laughs> no, I but know. Yeah. That's what I said. I wish I wish she had an opportunity to play with the shadows because I can imagine that would be really cool for Amoros to play with the distinct and crisp shadows during an eclipse. Probably be a different experience than the fuzzy shadows other times. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, you get the kaleidoscope shadow vibe. Yep. Um, for uh, I imagine the the cult 
you know, there's the darkness outside and everyone's like, oh, okay, let's go look at this thing. What is yeah. happening here? Um, and it might be worth later figuring out if there is some, you know, specific connotation for, for voodoo and eclipses. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and so across the town, um, everybody is having a mild little, well, some folks are panicking. Others are like, oh, this is weird and interesting. Um, also, Baba Sarah can look at her daughter's soul. Just going to um, remind I'll... Craig of that hypocrite. hypocrite. Messing with everybody for your own self-interest. I'm I'm 100% joking, but. <laughs> <laughs> with consent, that's always been the vision she's had behind this idea. Was yep. With consent. Mm -hmm. Like, this is probably going to fuck you up, but if you want to try it. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw a mana. I can do another. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I will put a mana in this one. Okay. So three successes. Okay, so you're still short um, because if that w had been five, then you would need to do four. Um, sure. So not quite there, but notably you fail and it doesn't feel like that wall that you hit before where it's <laughs> like, okay, this is not locked up. Yes, Chris. It was at five. Mm -hmm. So the five go and the sixth goes through. Meaning level four is at three out of four, which means those three get it. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, because I, I forget opacity starts to stack. So you need to get X number of successes in a thank you. Yes. Thank you, rules lawyer. I appreciate you. Um, and so, yeah. So, yeah, for Craig, um, <clears throat> you can see through this further layer and there is no angel there trying to signal you or anything like that. But you can see this um, uh, actually, yeah, uh, we're going to paint you a word picture for a moment. You're looking past Valosia, right past her physical pattern, and you can see her soul and you get this kind of like looking down into it and you realize you're getting this kind of glimpse into her Oneros um, and you are looking down like through the top, through like a pinhole. Um, sure. And you are getting literally just this pinhole of light, spotlight, um, that just is shining down and then just absolute dark shadow around it. Um, and you see centered in that uh, spotlight, for lack of a better term, is Valosia, as you know her, sitting quite happily playing with her doll. Um, and then the edge of the spotlight is just, uh, well, actually to bring it up is absolutely a solid line, right? There's no fuzziness of the shadow. There is just this little bit of light shining on Valosia and then this deep inky blackness surrounding her mm. and Valosia seems absolutely comfortable. Um, but there is from your perspective, there's that deep shadow and there's something out there in that shadow in her own heroes. But uh, the light that is coming in seems to be the thing keeping whatever it is in the shadow. Okay. 
Um, there's more opacity. Mm -hmm. So three, two, one. I am making it rain. Yeah. How many? Um, how much mana? That mana, baby. One more mana. Gotcha. Makes it five, so you actually can do three and two, because uh, that becomes yes. an exceptional success. Only had one more mana in there. Yep. Would have been an all. For shame. Then you had the mana. Amy. That you could have spent. I'm saving it for the reveal because <laughs> I blow sure. that. Makes uh, sense to me. And uh, so, yeah, the the interpretation, of course, this is all supernal symbolism and stuff like that. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, nope. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and narrate that you kind of get like weak need once you realize what that darkness is. Um, yeah. it is the abyss. There is, there is some aspect of the abyss that is trying to absolutely consume Valosia, but there is this pinprick of light that is keeping her safe and comfortable. But you also feel like there is some fullness to Valosia, this, you know, the, the rest of her Oneros, right? Even if it's a sleeper Oneros that she just doesn't necessarily have access to okay <laughs> craig uh, is hyperventilating podcast fans you just gotta you just gotta siphon the abyss out like it's gasoline <laughs> oh yeah sure. suck a straw like in that. there just... <laughs> now you gotta suck it up like it's a spaghetti noodle not easy but yeah um, right up i just need one success right Correct. To reveal everything? Mm -hmm. No, I still have one more layer of opacity, right? Right, which is just okay. one success. Okay, good. Um, this is important. <laughs> Don't spend any mana. <laughs> oh! All I, that's all I needed was the one. <laughs> well, I just now got the, the, the success yeah, popping yeah. up on my screen, so I got your reaction first. Um... I'm glad I spent that uh, willpower. Mm -hmm. Oh, did it actually? Oh, yeah. Showed up in the middle, so it would have been okay. But okay. Uh, yeah, so as you peer in and see, yeah, there is some effect. Um, and from your perspective, the, this outside looking in kind of thing is mm -hmm. a... Well, I guess, yeah, you, you've cleared it. So so we'll, we'll be a little bit more explicit. But your awakening and the supernal nature of it really had an impact. And, and you're getting back up from the dead and the supernal nature of that hit uh, Valosia with a ton of dissonance and quiescence. Yeah. And she should have broken. Whoa. Right, but did not. Um, and so there is this abyssal backlash effect. You're not sure what it is. Um, you know, paradox that should have hit her and affected her mind, given her a persistent condition. Some of the mm -hmm. terrible stuff that the Diamond Order warned you about, but it appears that what ended up happening is, well, she's mute. And the effect seems to be held at bay by whatever that source of light is. Considering the Stygian angel that you have seen, 
it's kind of like the reverse, you know, boy with his finger in the dike. Um, mm. It's just this this angel going, nope, nope, nope. Hang on. I, 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 I got this. Please, nobody don't jostle the child. <laughs> I'm I'm protecting this thing, this child's soul from, you know, this abyssal in intrusion. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. She looks up at you and, you know, because I imagine you're making faces and Velocia's just kind of got this head tilt of like, what's wrong, Mom? What's going on? And 12 seconds so far in mm -hmm. this. Yep. Um, so I just have the reveal to do, right? No, you've already done it. Because we. Oh, we, that's all yeah, right. Yeah, because okay. we, we punted that revelation thing out just because it's okay. one more it dice roll. To clear all the. So composure five. Mm -hmm. um, Theo just smiles and lays a cheek, your hand against uh, Velocia's cheek. Um. But her brain is spinning like crazy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that's uh, definitely <laughs> more than Theo can handle on her own, I think. Yep. <laughs> we we mentioned out of character uh, in the break. I was like, yeah, we're going to team up this. And, the and Craig mentioned, well, Theo might want to do it herself. And I was like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, 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 it's bad. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> to give like a a context for um like the the mechanical where where Theo has been kind of before mm -hmm. when she's dealt with like paradox successes, right? That feels like a puddle around her ankles compared to whatever is happening. Valosha's soul mm -hmm. feels like a vertible tsunami, right? There's all this stuff that's ready to crash down on her and is just barely holding on. And she, she could probably continue like this for the rest of her life. Um, but the wrong kind of nudge could shatter everything. So the Theo has a couple of big questions immediately come to mind is, first of all, how does she fix this? Mm. Slash, can she fix this? And the second thing is, what protected her? Because mm -hmm. um, what she's looking at is she understands it shouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. To so to go so far, it, because I, I will give you that last one. Um, it's whatever that Stygian angel is. Right. Which I will go ahead and, and, and give you based on the, you know, that further detail that you got from digging deeper in and you start to recognize certain symbology and you know decoration on the angel it's like hang on is that the the leaden coin is that the watchtower itself who's just Whoa. been like reached out just being like could you could you finish up with your awakening sometime oh, so shit. i can stop doing this kind of it doesn't like it feels like well for our terms, right out, out of character, the lustrum, right? That the, the safety of the watchtower and, uh, or your Numa, right? When you had unlimited mana left over. So I, I guess actually, yeah, we might consider it's kind of, it feels like the Numa that you had at your first awakening. And there's just this little bit that's just hanging on Valosia, just kind of keeping the abyss from, tumbling in and it's again yeah it's Holy one of those shit. one of those things of yeah she could go her entire life with this and yeah she'll be mute but she'd be fine she'll be fine 
Just if you go oh fucking God. with it. Or alternatively, if she were to ever see anything that triggers dissonance or quiescence, which is a thing I have been tracking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because when you started talking about undead we wolf. you not to have the zombie wolf. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Valosia's. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. So, um, and if you were suddenly rethinking the wisdom of having her workshop so close. To <laughs> <laughs> make sure the girl does not. Yeah. Um, and that's where we're going to pause. Uh, <laughs> as as Theo goes, um, we just finished a big old group thing, but I think I need to get the gang back together for, for one last hurrah. Um, so, yes, that is where we'll okay. end. Hmm? I mean, I just think that as the camera fades, um, like Theo has this like, 10,000 word I look at Rilla like <laughs> and Rilla's like what what's going on yeah. <laughs> thank you Chris exactly that <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so that is episode 44 when we come back next week not here next week we will be at uh, twitch.tv slash dorktales because it'll be during OPPCon that'll be episode 45 YouTube guys don't stress everything's normal Twitch guys are going to be hanging out on somebody else's channel um, because all the Chronicles of Darkness and World of Darkness stuff is going to be over on Dork Tales for OPP comics. That'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Our channel will be host for all the Trinity Continuum stuff, including us, minus Ash, plus Brenna and Amanda. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Trinity Continuum Assassins, and uh, that'll be at 2, 3 p.m. Eastern, I think. Um I need to double check the schedule. Um, if you are hanging out on Discord, I'm trying to be better about this. I do use the events thing in Discord, yeah. which right now That's live cool. it's a nice feature. is up there and it tells you, hey, this is what we're doing and where the channel is. So you can just, hey, what are we doing? You can check the events thing and it auto translates into your time zone and days yeah. in case you're right. some weirdo who lives on the other half the globe um so yes uh come by discord um hang out use it for your calendar you unless can you're an indeterminate phallus is on the other side of the planet <laughs> don't we don't call our viewers that <laughs> anyways one of them well, yeah that's them true one of them that. <laughs> um but yes um uh come by discord www.eatinto.space join the conversation come hang out use it to lurk and keep track of when videos go up and stuff like that. Um, if you want to support us monetarily, that's patreon.com slash occultist anonymous or stay lucky.club um, and support us there. And um, yeah, so episode 45 will be the end of our current Maid's Awakening arc for, um, I don't want to say the foreseeable future, but we don't know when we'll be back because we've It'll got... Be an got, indefinite uh, break. Other arts of other in games. The, in the truest sense. So we've got Star Trek up next, and then we've mm -hmm. got Redacted. Redacted, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. Redacted. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then we should be back into Mage, unless we're like, you know, it was really fun doing other stuff, and we're, we'll keep doing other stuff. Um, Mage will come back because, hi. Uh, <laughs> still my favorite thing, but it's fun to you know, uh, flex some other creative muscles and also have other people run the game. Uh, so, uh, uh Drew Bake is important. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, very, very excited to, to jump into some stuff. I'm very excited to be Cap uh, Commander Nerjad and be the adult in the room again. Um, <laughs> okay, fair, Chris, it's you and I. Uh, Listen. Yes, Captain. <laughs> Run a voyage. Bold adventure. Well, yeah, wait till they hear what happened during the interview. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be real practicing good. Practicing your uh, your more bold actions again, there, Rolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> we'll be back times in the mirror every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I have that time set aside, and I just like step away from my desk, right? And I put the costume on, and I turn at the mirror and point, and I fire a phaser, Got and I gesticulate and yeah. do this, you know, back and forth. Yeah, gotta have some. Got to, got to change the inflection, get the right tone, you know, depending mm -hmm. on the particular be ready episode. 20 yeah. phaser blasts, 20 two-handed Kirk punches. <laughs> um. So, yes, uh, we're, we're very excited to jump into to some other stuff. Um, I will definitely say that I, Chris and Ralph are going to be running some stuff. I'm going to run something that's not mage. Um, we'll let you patrons go vote on that. Uh, I'm super excited for what Chris and Ralph have planned up um, the both the systems and some of the ideas of the story stuff. So uh, it'll be very good. Um, One of us is running a Chronicles of Darkness game. That's true. That is very true. So if you're like, mm -hmm. man, I don't care about anything but Chronicles of Darkness. Stay tuned. More Chronicles of Darkness is coming. So, uh, yeah. And the other is running the Chronos of Darkicles. Thanks, folks. We'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. See you soon.